This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Warriors. One of them goes by the name Steve Kerr, but, you know, (laughs) Steph Curry... Steph Curry's here, uh, you know, listening to Willard and Dibs. Yeah, and if Mike um, would like, we can introduce you to Steph because he obviously is a big fan of this program. <laughs> or not. Or, well, or someone gave him a piece of paper and said, hey, read this. One of the uh, two. One of the two. Uh, or you, both. You decide okay. which one is more accurate. Uh, but as we welcome in our good friend Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, and yes, all things 49ers, but man, that really stuck out last week, Mike, when you shared your conversation with Steve Kerr and how once upon a time he sort of compared the situations surrounding Trey Lance and James Wiseman in terms of you know we're not sure what uh, what we've got and um, a week later that that it, I think it rings even more true now than it did when you said it seven days ago. Yeah, and I think I think the larger point was that you know we won't know necessarily as quickly as people would like, right? So it's a process. And unfortunately for Trey Lance, he is injured, so this is going to get pushed into the next offseason. Uh, and that's what happened to Wiseman, obviously, in, in year two as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough out there in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of faith in this Warrior team and, of course, the coach to problem-solve and figure it out. Uh I love watching Steph Curry elevate. It's one of the great pleasures in life. But you would think, like, you wouldn't need Steph playing an epic game to narrowly beat the Kings at home controversially at this stage. But, you know, you also have to try to to sort it out as you go and, and figure out what you have in those young guys. And that obviously goes for Kaminga and Moody and this year's draft picks, too. And uh, James Wiseman, who was unable to play in the aforementioned game. And nice long week of practice for the Warriors to get ready for a Friday game. And the Niners, similarly, Mike, coming off the bye, couple weeks to get ready for the Chargers. And Mark and I were talking about how expectations are skyrocketing. Are you feeling that inside the building that coming off the bye, them getting healthy, that they have their eyes now on a bigger prize? Well, I'm on my way down there now, so I'll, I'll know more. But, um, you know, talking to guys after the Ram game in person, they were definitely feeling that. Like, Fred Warner was kind of like, look, you don't want to go 4-4, four and four, but, man, we're getting healthy. We're, we're going to come back on fire. We're going to do our thing. So I definitely it, – it's a lot better – when you're four and four and you just won resoundingly heading into the bye week that if they were three and five going, well, we were three and five last year. We just have to go on another run with no margin for error. Now the Seahawks did win again. So I do think they're real. And that game on the Thursday night in December in Seattle is going to be really, really uh, interesting once we get there. I also thought it was funny. I, you know, I, I talked to Brandon Staley a lot, the, the coach of the Chargers, and I told him after they won this last one in Atlanta, people talk about you guys like you're two and six, you know? And he goes, I know. It's the craziest thing. I don't understand. We're learning how to win. We're getting there. And, uh, you know, on Twitter, I, I just made some throwaway comment about, uh, you know, they, they play the Chargers this Sunday night. We'll see what's you know, we'll see where they are. And someone goes, oh, the Chargers are a measuring stick now? And I go, yes, the 5-3 and three Chargers are a measuring stick 
for the four four forty ers So I is it just me, but the Chargers get more scrutiny and weird like, you know, negativity I feel like than most teams with winning records. Yeah, they do, Mike, but I think it's also understandable because for two reasons. One, uh they, they want them to pass the eye test a little bit better. Like I don't have this in front of me, but I think they've got a uh, a negative point differential, even though they're five and three. Justin Herbert's name was tossed around right next to uh, to, to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes all offseason. In that division, there were huge expectations. I think the other side of it is also just the history of that organization. You know, they play they they play seventeen road games every year. You know the dynamic, and and so I I think they've got so much talent. They're a big fantasy football team. People wanted them to come out and and look like they were, you know, taking names this year. And they're five and three, but they haven't looked like that. Well, I mean, you know, 49er fans like to talk about injuries, and I get it because they have probably been as impacted uh, injury-wise in terms of significant players as any team, but the Chargers have a case. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen really hasn't been a factor this year. Mike Williams has been out. They haven't injured Bosa, but much more injured. Uh, and J.C. Jackson, their big-time signee at cornerback, is now out, uh, among others. So, uh, you know, it's it's a slog. You got to fight through it. They did play the Chiefs pretty well, um, and you know I don't know. I, I, I'm a little sensitive to the they have so much talent, not just with them. Like the 49ers, I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like we would all look at most of their impact players at various positions and go, those guys are among the best at their position in the league, and you could it's a long list, uh, but they're rare. And you know I, I heard the Colts for years had all this talent and they had a lot of pro bowlers and I used to you know take the counter argument and 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 my counter argument was the five most important positions I think we'd all agree are quarterback uh shutdown corner edge rusher left tackle number one wide receiver and if you look at those positions they're not necessarily, you know, finding answers. So you could say, wow, Chris Ballard drafted a guard really high, and that guy's a great guard, and wow, they got an inside linebacker who's awesome, and ooh, they got a running back. But, you know, I, I think a lot of times when you hear uh, about a team's talent, that that's maybe the GM putting it out there, man, we're good, we should really win. And I know Tom Telesco is, probably not a big uh, talker that way uh, media-wise, the Chargers GM but I think Chris Ballard has a lot of people in my business under his spell and I think we saw that Jim Irsay is not necessarily subscribing to that same theory it's a tough business, it's a performance business and bottom line is the Chargers have found to be five and three, the 49ers probably look like a stronger team as they're currently constituted. But it is absolutely a measuring stick for a team that lost to the Broncos, the Bears, and the Falcons, and arguably has one good win. Uh, if you, depending on what you believe the Rams are, in retrospect, that win over the Seahawks was a really good win. Yeah, exactly, and they got the Seahawks again one more time. And coming off a bye, you would feel as if the Niners are in a perfect spot for this game. Doesn't seem like the Chargers run the ball very often. Do they use the short passing game as their rush attack, and how does that affect what the Niners try to do? Yeah, I mean, I think they'd like to run more, and they'd like to stop the run better, certainly. You saw what Brandon Staley did in his one year as the Rams defensive coordinator that got him that job that was so impressive. And last year, their defense was a mess. So they brought in reinforcements like J.C. Jackson, who is out. Uh, Coyle Mack, who does not have or has not had Joey Bosa opposite him. And Kyle Van Noy, who quietly has helped kind of fortify them, among others. But they are they are having trouble stopping the run. And then as far as running the ball, you know, I think Austin Eckler has shown he can be productive. But, uh, yeah, they, they just – you're, you're right about the eye test, Mark. It just hasn't looked smooth on offense. And part of that is they have had, you know, their, their best skill player, Keenan Allen, has either been out or limited. Um, you know, and they haven't been right. But 
they do put a lot on Justin Herbert, and obviously that was exacerbated when he suffered the rib injury and, uh, you know, clearly wasn't himself out there. Mike Silver with us, as he is every week on Willard and Dibs, 95-7 the game. So, Mike, let's circle back to the high expectations that have sort of been redeveloped now for the 49ers. Every time they win a game, it's like, okay, they're the second-best team in the NFC. And so it's kind of four things that have happened. They beat the Rams. They got a bye. They're getting healthy. And Christian McCaffrey's on the team. But in your opinion, are we now uh, in? Are the 49ers in somewhat of a dangerous spot because expectations are so high? And through the first eight games, there there, there really hasn't been the consistency to match that. Yeah, the expectations are what make it dangerous, but the consistency is the key, and you you hit that exactly. So, you know, look, uh, usually when we look back and say that was a championship team, it's not, wow, when they were good, they looked amazing, because that applies to the 49ers for sure, especially with McCaffrey, and that was without Devo and Yusek, by the way. But yeah, when they look good, they look unbelievable, but um, usually it's more, man, when things were bad, they found a way to have fortitude and gut it out. And uh, and when things were average, they found a way to prevail. And they're not doing that yet. Um, and, and I talked to one coach uh, over the bye who just said, look, we are, uh, you know, I won't use the exact words he used, but basically we're an inconsistent mess and we're really you know proud of how it ended before the bye and that was a really good win but you know we gotta find a way to establish some sort of consistency and so that's why I, not only are the chargers a, a measuring stick it all is and you know we we don't know exactly you know maybe maybe we'll look back and go you know the falcons were actually a pretty good team and you know now we know the seahawks who they annihilated are a pretty good team, and I think we're going to look back and say, you know, the Rams were just bad this year, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we still have this vision of the end of last year, and we saw what it looked like in the first real game with McCaffrey, and they've got all these guys who are really, you know, difference makers, and so expectations should be high. Would you if you're an Eagle fan, do you want a juiced-up 49er team coming into Philly in the playoffs? You do not. On the other hand, and this is a big if, I don't think saying, oh, they've had bad injury luck at this point is, is you know, a clear depiction of things. they got a lot of guys who are older and who get hurt a lot. You know, and it is what it is. But is Debo Samuel going to be a guy where you look back at his career and go, the way he plays, he was always fresh and, you know, not impacted in any given game? You are not. You know, you're seeing Eric Armstead, who's so important now with multiple injuries. That's a big, big one. Um, you know, some of it is luck, but some of it is you get a bunch of older guys, Trent Williams, you know, who you hope are going to be healthy when it counts, but. You know, you you are going to have to dig deep and find something within yourself as a team. It won't just be your team is better, although it usually is. It won't just be your players are better or your difference makers are better, although they are usually. It's going to have to be something that what happened last year. And by the way, every 49er fan, get down on your knees right now and give thanks that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch assessed the situation, said it would be a distraction and it would be bad for Trey Lance's development to do this, but somehow Jimmy Garoppolo might come back on the cheap. Let's do this as a hedge because that's your only chance right now. Uh, Mike Silver, great stuff. Drive safe. By the way, if you talk to Brandon Staley all the time, um, it would be helpful for everybody to know. Are, are they going for it on every fourth down this weekend? Every other fourth down? What's the plan? I will. If I find that out, I won't tell you until after the fact because that would probably reduce the amount of times I talk to Brandon Staley in the future. But uh, let's just say uh, he's going down swinging most of the time, and I think he's comfortable with that. No doubt, man. All right, Mike. Great stuff. Thank you as always. I thank you guys. Okay, that's Mike Silver on his way to Santa Clara right now as the 49ers begin the practice week in full, getting ready for Sunday night football. And yes, get ready for that with Brandon Staley, the head coach of the... <clears throat>
San Diego <clears throat> Chargers. Uh, if it's fourth and less than eight, they're going for it. They're eight know, for we, eighteen on fourth down this year. Unbelievable. Eight for um, eighteen. I mean, which is you know, pretty good. I mean, pretty good conversion percentage if you can uh, if you can get that many, and if you keep them into fourth and longer, and it depends on where they are. If they're on their own twenty-five and it's fourth and five, they're not going for the it. The one that stands out, and they got away with it. If you remember when the Chargers took on the Cleveland Browns earlier this year, and the Chargers ended up winning the game by one or two points. Um, but in an effort to run the clock out, okay, they had the lead, and there was maybe, I don't know, give or take a minute left to go. In their own territory, at about, I think, their own 38-yard line, they decided to go for it on, like, fourth and six. Threw a pass, got knocked down. Browns went, like, I don't know, a couple yards, lined up for a 50-yard or so field goal to win the game. Pushed it wide right. Lost the game. Led to Keenan Allen, who was out and at home, going to social media and throwing out the Willard and Dibbs phrase, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, what are we doing out there? Which had to, of course, lead to a meeting between Brandon Staley and Keenan Allen to get on the same page and like, hey, it'd be good while you're hurt to not rip us on social media. But by the same token, yeah. Yeah, coach. Yeah. What are you doing, <laughs> what are you coach? Nineteenth in the NFL in fourth down conversion percentage. Uh, your 49ers, by the way, 29th in fourth down conversion percentage. Only 28.6% of the conversions, which I believe is two out of seven. So uh, that's I, correct. Yeah, I doubt. Well, it could be four out of fourteen. But well, sure, sure. But most I don't think, likely two out of seven. I don't think they've gone for it that Only many times. Only Cincy, yeah. Indianapolis, and Green Bay are worse on fourth down than yeah. the fighting champions. Well, there's two kinds of fourth downs. There's the I have to go for it on fourth down, and Desperado. then and then there's the we want to go for it on fourth down. Is it fourth and one? Is it fourth and two? Right. Are you going for it on fourth and eleven because you have to and you're down in the game? So yeah, two different types of four uh, types of fourth down. But Philly, by the way, no surprise, leading football. 75% fourth down conversion rate. They go a lot, and Jalen Hurts is very, very adept yeah. at finding the holes to convert on fourth and less than four yards. Like, he's very, very good at it. Um, but to sort of continue the conversation we started on the changeover on that front, uh, it would be silly to try to say that anybody other than the Eagles, right now the top team in the NFC. But that's why I was trying to sort of get to Bonte's heart with regard to what he actually thinks what would happen if two teams were playing each other this weekend. Sure, you can give me the case that the 49ers should be five in your NFC power rankings. I totally get yeah. it. I get the concept. But if I asked you this weekend, I'm going to make you, okay, life on the line. you got to pick the right winner. The Niners are playing the Seahawks. Who you got? In Seattle, right? Well, just... Because well, that's going to be where the game is going but, to be. So. Right, but they've also... They, they played they here already. They're in a neutral. If, yes. Mexico City? N Mexico City tomorrow. Okay. Niners and Seahawks. Life on the line. I'm taking the Niners. Okay. I prefer gun to your head because uh, you could survive. I know. I don't like Shout guns. Shout out to Deer Hunter. But, okay, so... Um, life on the line. I yeah. like my life. Knife to your neck. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, more, I don't like that either. Anyway, uh, Mexico City Niners and Cowboys tomorrow. Who you got? The Niners, yeah. Uh, Niners and Vikings. Who you got? Well, what's at stake? Life on the line? Oh, yes. Uh, no. Uh, uh, kick to the Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Kick Who's to it? the Jimmy? Oh, I'm taking uh, the Vikings. I can survive that. Uh, I'm taking the Niners over. Over everyone except Philadelphia. Except for the right Philadelphia now. Eagles. So if I was to do King of the Hill, which would have to be called something else because it's his bit. And yeah. He's Bonte Hill, and while well, he's the self appointed, self anointed king, I would have them number two right now in my power rankings, even though. You know, if we play the but you beat you game, you could have your head swimming because, yeah, the Niners beat Seattle, so they should be ahead of Seattle, but they lost to Chicago and they lost to Atlanta, so they got to be behind Atlanta and Chicago. Here's the thing, and we see this all the time, because you're, you're, you're right, I would feel the same way, but there isn't necessarily any proof to, to, with, with what we're saying. So sports does this to us all the time. We're very, very slow on the uptake to believe something that we didn't think was going to be true. And the 49ers are on that line right now, which is we know what we think they were going to be, and we see it in small doses, but... 
They actually have not been that, but we're slow on the uptake. So either Christian McCaffrey and health changes the 49ers, or also on the table, they're just not as good as we thought they were supposed to be. Or they're just wildly inconsistent, which is a possibility. And I do think a lot of us have looked at this Chargers game on Sunday like, not that it's an afterthought, but like the Chargers for some reason aren't as good as we all thought they they're should be, solid. yet they're five and yeah, three. They're, they're they're not a bad football team. No. Like yes, this is a measuring stick. It, it's not the measuring stick. It's an they're Eastern not, stick, right? They've already played the Chiefs, and they came up very very short with their measurement. Um, but the Chargers are among the B level group of teams. In the NFL, they're not an A, but they're a B. By the way, the 49ers are not an A-level team, at least not right now. Yeah, Kyle, what's up? Fascinating thing about this game, the look-ahead line was like two and a half or three points. It's all the way up to seven already. Seven, full touchdown, and it opened at six and a half and went up. That's So so people, people liked it initially, and again... I think every time, have you watched a lot of Charger games, everybody who's listening? If you've watched a lot of games, it's the same vibe when you're done with them. They usually win... But you walk away and you're like, ugh. That, it's kind of like the Warriors beating the Kings the other night. I think like, every okay. Charger game you look at it, it becomes a how did they right. How did they win that? How did they lose that? Or how is that so close? I mean, exactly. they got blown off the field at home by the Jags. And the Jags followed that game by losing six straight football games. So luckily the Raiders came to town. Am I right, Spadone? Okay, so (laughs) you see what I'm saying? Like they're they're Uh, just the eye test is is what it is. They had to gut it out over Denver. They barely beat Cleveland. They gut it out over Denver, and then Seattle blows them off the field. Blows them away at home. home. By the way, again they don't have a home, but yes, yeah. I mean wherever they play. Then they go to Atlanta and win. So they beat the Falcons in Atlanta. The Niners couldn't beat Atlanta in Atlanta, but then again, they were coming off the bye. Right. So, I think that to me is why the Niners are seven-point favorites. They're healthier now. They're coming off the bye. Those factors, and the Chargers, by the way, coming all the way back from Atlanta to go to San Francisco, it's a bad spot well, for, and, for uh, LA. And, and Seattle is the flip side of, of what we're talking about in that we've thought all year they were going to stink. They don't, and we still refuse to believe it at 6-3 and three, Evidenced by the awful, awful Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, how many weeks in a row have you watched the Bucs and went lifeless, terrible three-point favorite in Germany over the Seahawks? And by the way, that line started at two and a half and went up. The Seahawks are way better than the Bucs. So what's going on there? Yeah, Kyle. Do you know why the, the Chargers went over the Falcons? Doesn't feel real. Why? Did you see what happened in that game? Well, the I Chargers did. are driving... 17-17, they're driving late. And they Austin fumbled. Eckler fumbles. fumbles. Falcons guy picks it up nearing midfield. Fumbles. fumbles it right back. Just out of and nowhere. The, the Nobody Chargers, touched him. Right. Chargers grab it and then just go ding, ding, ding. Field goal, win game. Like, they, they, they shouldn't have won that game. No, no. And, they're, and, and, and Mike's right. They're very injured. And therefore, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. This is why the line is so big. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL stopping the run. And here comes... Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey and, 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 yeah. and Eli Mitchell and Debo Samuel all healthy. Off like, a bye week, too, right, right. at home. And it's <laughs> so, you, know, you feel it's like, like this is going to be a pound the rock kind of ball game where if you want to beat the 49ers, you look at what Kansas City did, you want to make sure that the Niners have to be in a high-scoring kind of shootout. If you can't stop the run, the 49ers are going to probably hit you with a 13-play, 75-yard drive, 11 runs, and a couple of dinks, a dink and a dunk. Touchdown, Debo, on a jet sweep. Eight minutes off the clock, seven nothing. Here you go, Brandon Staley. Good luck against this this rested, nasty defense. Expectations, man. Expectations, and they're surrounding the San Francisco Giants as well. Uh, every Giant fan out there is like, we're getting them all. We're getting Judge. We're getting Correa. We get Turner. We're getting Degrom. Bringing Rodon back, and then that, then that's just for starters. Thank totally. you. So, seriously, we've turned the Giants offseason into Howard Dean with a microphone. And so, we'll go inside our Giants insider, Alex Pavlovich. Is this real or is it imagined? We're going to get that in just a moment. Filmo Mike has been patient and always good. Let's jump him in here on Will- Willard and Dibs. Hey, Filmo, what are you doing? Hey, man, I was just washing my back. I was taking a shower. 
And I was listening to y'all. Y'all had a great interview with Mike Silver. He was giving five-minute answers. Y'all had to only answer, like, three questions. But it's all love. I love Mike Silver. <laughs> hey, but I want, my, I want my Warrior fans to remember this, man. Remember people like this. Jerry Cummings. Earl Boykins. And I often go to this when we get mad and act like we supposed to win every game. Kevin Willis. You're not going to win every year, people. You know? No, I don't. You have a bad year. No, well, 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 sorry, Mike. Yeah, no, no. And Mike, no. it's a blessing that we all got uh, to face another day. I appreciate you putting that on Instagram every day. It, it fires me up a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank God for another day. Yeah, hey, man, I'm just no saying, man, hang in there, y'all. Don't have no heart attack. If you went through, if you remember Earl Boykins, Kevin Willis, and Terry Cummings, I'm just keeping it real, man. You'll have a relaxed day. You ain't gonna be tripping on these words. We're gonna get to the playoffs, and we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. Mike, hey. your new name, your new nickname, Captain Save a Dub. There it is. That's like Filmo Mark is what that was. Am I right? That's a five. Am I right? That's a rare five. All right. Uh, Filmo Mark. What's up next on the game? It's brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Is this real? Are the Giants going to be that aggressive? Are they walking in to the general manager's meetings just twirling their wallet around out of their pocket? Like, so, we're him and we're here. Let's find out from our Giants insider, Alex Pavlovich, who joins us next on Willard and Dibs. Now, back to Will and Dibby on 95.7 The Game. Today is not Judgment Day. It's not? No, tomorrow is. But tomorrow is payday. Uh... By the way, yeah, you just uh, opened my eyes to that. Thanks, Dibs. You're welcome. That's 24 hours sooner than I thought it was going to be. It's your right. Yeah, it's because Friday's of the a holiday. Uh, Friday's a holiday. Friday, or... Yeah, Veterans Day. Friday. I thought it was always Monday. Um, it feels like it used to be, or at least the like business and school Correct, ob- yeah. observation sensation. That's a buck. Would be on a Monday, but no. And you can now afford it because direct deposit's yeah, coming. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So is while you're a, sleeping uh, tonight. Is it an Odyssey company holiday? Uh, because. Uh, I know we're going to be yeah, here. Yeah. yeah okay, we're going to be here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, right, yeah. Um, but Alice Pavlovich won't because he's going to be busying, busy covering the Aaron Judge press conference on Friday. Aren't you, Alex? Isn't that what you're doing on Friday? If there's an Aaron Judge press conference on Friday, I probably will not be there. Okay. Oh, why? What are you doing on Friday? Not, not planning for that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's you, you know, I think we go back to where we were two, three years ago where the winter meetings are kind of the big event. Um, we're a month from that. So I'll just say I don't even know that his agent is in Las Vegas for the uh, for the GM meetings right now. So it, it's going to be a while. Yeah, they're going to wait, right? They're going to wait and, and sort of let the landscape play out. But uh, let's start with this. Alex Pavlovich, our Giants insider, with us here on Willard and Dibs. Is there too much bluster right now? It, it, it has been made to feel for a Giants fan like they're getting everybody. And, and this is so opposite of the way the Giants normally talk, and I know it hasn't come from them, but, but, but what's your perspective on the expectations that have been built this winter? Yeah, there's way too much bluster. Um, and it's not, you know, I, I think a little bit of it is coming from them. Like, certainly we even heard it from Greg Johnson. Like, he, he said, we know about the guy in the Bronx. We know about the shortstop. Um, a little bit of it is coming from them saying they expect to go big. But, you know, there are different shades of going big. And I, I think this is, everybody kind of looks at it and goes, yeah, they have all this money coming off the books. Well, Johnny Cueto came off the books last year. Buster Posey retired. That's, you know, $46 million right there. Um, they've had other guys. Like it's not like they they had to wait until this off season to spend. They've had other opportunities to spend and haven't done it. So I think when people look at it, I saw an article yesterday that predicted they're going to you know be the Rangers of this off season, spend five hundred million dollars. And I'm like, that's it. There's a a lot of room between one and two year deals for starting pitchers and you know half a billion dollars. So I, I think people do need to temper expectations a little bit. I fully expect him to be on judge. I, I think, you know, Correa and Turner make a lot of sense. They need another high-end starting pitcher, but um, I see some of these reports where people say they're going to go out and get two or three guys, and I'm like, that would be a huge departure from everything they've done the last three, four years. 
especially when it comes to pitchers. And I know Carlos Rodon has opted out. Many Giants fans would love for him to return. Would you imagine that he's getting too many years for him to be a fit with Farhan and the Giants? Yeah, I think too many years and too much, you know, overall money. I mean, he, he's probably looking at, like, the baseline for him is 110, 115, which is what Kevin Gosman and Robbie Ray got last winter. So, and he's better than those guys. And, um, you know, he's coming into a market with no lockout. And a bunch of big market teams from the Yankees uh, to Bruce Bochy's Rangers, the Mets, um, the Dodgers, the Cubs, who need a front-end starting pitcher or, or who have talked about going out and getting another starter. So, for me, he's probably looking at 140, 150. Um, he's probably looking at at least five years, maybe six or seven, if he wants to stretch it that far. Like uh, in my mind, he's gone. Um, I think the Giants will probably say they're still involved and and we'll keep tabs on him. But for me, they're probably going to be ready to move on. And, and look, they did this with Gosman last year. Said, Thank you for two great years. We're not interested in a five-year deal. Um, if you want to come back for like two, that's fine. But if you want to go get five, go get it somewhere else. And, We'll go find a replacement, and they did it. Alex Pavlovich, our Giants insider with us, Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Okay, Alex, you mentioned a couple of shortstops, and yes, Greg Johnson brought it up. Um, there, There's Trey Turner, there's Correa, there's more. Oh, by the way, there's Brandon Crawford. Uh, are the Giants in on shortstops, and if they get one, what do they do? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is, for me, aside from Judge, um, it's the biggest question of the offseason. Because, and you guys have heard it over the last couple months, like the one thing that Farhan has said over and over again is we need to get more athletic up the middle. And they needed to do it this year. And I mean, in a world with no shifts, it's going to be even more important. So they would love to go out there and get someone who can, you know, be a true center fielder and, and move Mike Shermsky to right and Austin Slater to left or, or to the corners, whatever, whatever they want to do with those guys. Um, but they would love to go out there and upgrade to second base and use Tyro Estrada all over the place. And, and they would love to just be stronger up the middle. And, I think they have kind of said, like, we respect everything Brandon Crawford has done. He's a great shortstop. At the same time, like, you have to be open to all options. And, and you look at this year's free agency, and when you put Judge aside and you put Brandon Nimmo aside, it's pretty much all shortstop at, at the top. So um, I think they have to be involved with those guys. I think they will be involved with those guys. It's a very awkward question because Brandon Crawford is their most popular player. He is not too far removed from being, you know, an MVP candidate. Um, he would like to remain at shortstop. He has one more year left on his deal, and if that's it for him as a Giant, I think he would love to finish it never doing anything but play shortstop. But it kind of depends who it is. Like, Trey Turner can play second base. He can play center field. If that ends up being the guy, for me, that's a pretty easy fit. Um, you know, they chased Trevor Story last offseason with kind of the same idea that he could play second base and, and uh, maybe move to shortstop down the line whenever Crawford is done. But if it's Carlos Correa, he's a year removed from a gold glove. And he's going to get, you know, 240, 260, 300 million dollars. Do you do that and then say you can't play shortstop for a year? It, it's a really awkward question. And I, I think, judge aside, that is the biggest part of the offseason for him.
It's interesting because Brandon Crawford has played 1,525 games, all the shortstop. Right. Nari an yep. inning anywhere else, which is incredibly rare. Outside of the free agent period, which is getting underway, how about the prospects, Alex? Who can we look at come March and April, players that we can actually look forward to seeing with the big club? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Harrison's very well-known, and uh, he's going to be in AAA to start the year. And um, I think they have to be careful with him because he hasn't thrown a whole lot of innings, and, and he's still very young. So, you know, I think it's going to be a slow start for him next year, and then hopefully they get him really in. I, I think they would love to have him in the rotation in the second half. And, and we saw some of the teams this year that were in the postseason were throwing rookies out there in, in postseason series and having a lot of success with it. So. Um, he's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. The other guy, and I, I think a lot of Giants fans are coming around on him and starting to realize how good he is, is Casey Schmidt, who's really potentially a gold glove caliber third baseman and had a, a very good year at the plate, showed a lot of improvement. And, um, you know, he reached double A. He did briefly reach triple A. It, it, it's more like a double A situation for him right now, but he's not far away. And he's potentially an option in the second half. And, you know, I would expect today or, or in the next, you know, a few hours, we'll learn something about Evan Longoria and what they want to do there. But no matter what they do at third, Schmidt is right now the long-term answer there. And, um, you know, I, I've talked to scouts who say he's the best minor league third baseman defensively that they've seen since, you know, Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. And and uh, he is a guy who I think will come into spring training and, and have a lot of eyes on him. And there's going to be a lot of talk about, you know, how soon is he going to be ready? Because they have a lot of guys who can play third, but Aside from Longoria, those guys are, are a little bit miscast defensively. Uh, Alex, let's talk Judge, okay? Uh, the the Willard and Dibs uh, excursion is happening tomorrow. We're calling it Judgment Day as free agency begins. We are doing our show live in Linden, California, because we want to do our part. We are sending a message to Aaron. Uh, if it takes us going out there to get him and bring him back to third and king, we are willing to do that. Uh, are, 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 are we at the forefront, or are we totally stupid? Your thoughts? <laughs> Well, I've heard there's a great pizza hut there, so I, I don't oh. know where you guys are doing it, but <laughs> that's that's one thing I've heard about Linden. I haven't been out there, but no, I, I think look, it's going to be it's going to be at least for the next month, like the focus of the off season. I wrote a judge story yesterday. I wrote a judge story this morning. I talked to Brian Cashman yesterday about him. I, I mean, it, it is really front and center for him. And um, when I say like it, the way we started with it is this offseason being overblown a little bit like not in terms of judge he is exactly what they need he is exactly what they need on the field off the field it's really a perfect fit except for the fact that he is I mean this is like somebody coming in this is like the Braves coming in and saying hey Buster Posey's from Georgia let's pry him away from the from the Giants I mean that's what the Giants are trying to do here with Aaron Judge who is is the face of the franchise in New York. He is by far their best player and their most important player. Everything that he would do for the Giants, he does for them. Henfold, um, he likely will be named captain if he goes back and, and kind of take over for Derek Jeter in that respect. So it's going to be fascinating. I think most people still think he's going back to New York, but you, you also find most people will say that if he doesn't go to New York, San Francisco is, is probably um, next in line. And, and so I think you guys have good reason to go to Linden. It might be a month early, but... Um, you can let me know how it is. All right, yeah, no, we're setting the table. Alex, you you, you slyly just kind of threw that in there that you spoke to Brian Cashman yesterday. Did, did you come away with the sense that they think they can keep him? I think they are cautiously optimistic. I think, um, yeah, I think they are, they feel like they're going to do everything in their power to, to bring him back, and um, but at the same time, like free agency can get weird. Like we saw it last year with Freddie Freeman. You never, ha you never know what happens when a guy gets into a meeting and, and you know, if, if Aaron meets with, with Farhan and, and Gabe Kapoor and Buster Posey and whatever else they do in that meeting and, and they start to think about coming home. So um, Brian Cashman said over and over again, he, he's the priority. They would love to get it done quickly. They would love to, to you know, he said yesterday, I'd love to wave a magic wand and, and have this be over and have Aaron Judge be in pinstripes forever but um you know they did kind of screw this up a little bit a few months ago and, and it was a, a very fair offer that they made but i don't think they saw this season coming from him and and they let him get to the open market and and you just never know when that happens so i, I think they're cautiously optimistic but they understand that i mean they're under a lot of pressure over the next month and, and there's a lot that is out of their hands 
And the fact that they publicized the offer that he turned down, I'm sure, rankled him significantly. If you talk to Cashman again, let him know. We out here at Willard and Dibs, we're going the extra mile. What are you doing, <laughs> Cashman? <laughs> well, he has a lot to worry about right now. He's not even under contract. So, yeah, good point. Um, it's kind of a weird time for him. But, yeah, I will say about the contract thing, I thought he actually had a great explanation of that, which is that, he told Judge's agent like a week earlier that this is going to get out no matter what. That's just the reality of sports these days. It's going to be, you know, 20 minutes before Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passing or John Heyman or somebody, you know, gets somebody to spill the beans. So I, I might as well just get it out there and we'll be honest about it. So I don't know that that's going to be a huge deal, but certainly, I, I mean, there's a, there's a big draw from San Francisco for other respects. So I, I think they probably understand that they, there's some, there's a little bit to be worried about as they head into free agency here, but, um, but, yeah, that, that was how we felt. Uh, Alex, you said you expect some sort of Evan Longoria clarity today? Yeah, I mean, at least in terms of his option, it has to be decided by tomorrow. So um, we will talk to either Farhan or Pete this afternoon here at the GM meetings. And it's the National League's turn, so I, I don't know that they'll have an answer for us right away. But, um, yeah, I think we will probably find out today at, at some point what they're planning to do there. They do, you know, they they have that $13 million option with the $5 million buyout that they have to decide on. Uh, Alex, we know that uh, there are Woj bombs in the NBA. Uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter uh, have the NFL. Have you prepped a name for uh, when the Giants make a big signing this offseason for your tweets when you break that news? Yeah, the name's probably like, what did Jeff Passon say? Let me try to follow it up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pavlovich, Pavlovich's Passon retweets. How about that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a quote tweet of, oh, my God, the Giants actually did it. <laughs> and have you ever thought about okay. a blog as a nod to Pavlov's dog, Pavlov's blog? You know what? I actually, years ago when I was just a little kid trying to figure out <laughs> what to do and write sports, that was like always in the back of my head. And then... Um, Went corporate, but uh, yeah, I've had that thought before. I love it. There's your retweet. Yeah, it's Pavlovich's Pavlovichian response. Uh, That's 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 what we're (laughs) that's what we're gonna go with, Uh, Alex. uh, Thank you, Alex. Yeah, enjoy the meetings and uh, and if if you want to find out more about Lyndon, you you call us, okay. I will be in touch with you. I'd love to know more about Lyndon. Perfect. All right, there he goes. That's uh, that's that's our Giants insider, Alex Pavlovich. Okay. Yankees, cautiously optimistic. He also said most people he talks to still think a return is likely. Like, I want to, we, we're going to Linden tomorrow. We're getting we're this not dude. not with that attitude. No, 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 we're getting this dude. You need to change your tune. No, we need to change the odds. Yeah, we That's do. That's what we're out there to do tomorrow. We're Definitely. out there to change the odds because right now, all you're seeing, these graphics all over the, the Giants are the favorite to get judged. Two to one odds. No, the Giants are the favorite to get judged if he leaves. If he leaves. When he leaves. Well, we they, need to speak it into existence, out Mark. Of bed, out of when bed. he leaves. Aaron Judge is livid with Brian Cashman. That contract hates crap him. was a bunch of BS earlier this year. Aaron's wife hates Brian Cashman. Hates him. Booing New York fans. This is your fault. Totally. You come home. You come home. And if he really is Brian Cashman, then he would have cashed him out one time, and he wouldn't have lowballed him with that insulting exactly. $213 million extension. How dare you? He's not Brian Cashman. He's uh, he's Brian Credit Man. He tried, to, he tried to kick it down the road, and the answer's no. The answer's no. So we're um, live in Linden tomorrow. We're bringing Kyle, our producer, with us. Yeah, we and are. I, I thought we could just send him out into the wild, because we will be broadcasting from an Undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. A a deep underground. Judgment day. It's tomorrow. Thursday. I think we could send Kyle out into the community. Payday. There's 1,700 people who live in Linden, and I'm hoping Kyle can talk 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 to to each and every one of them. (laughs) I'll be back by the third hour. It'll be great. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, if you got the lay of the land, like some gas stations or maybe even some abandoned buildings, or what do you you got? What you're going to give us here tomorrow? Yeah, I've, I've copied down the entire of a phone book. It's on an index card, three okay. by five. All right, good. I'm nice. going to reach out to some folks. Uh, there's Orlando's Market with Sammy's Bar and Grill. Big. Okay. I will be stopping in there. I okay. will be stopping at the Waterloo. Any, any elderly women behind a small counter in a small town that, uh, that, that 
that you can talk to? There's a Marge for sure. Okay. I love the young Thank people. you. I'd like to talk to Marge and uh, and see what she thinks because I heard she used to babysit Aaron when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully we find Aaron there. Like, I'm hoping to just walk what into we, buildings and just see Aaron. What if we get there? Like, hey, man. He just, hey, man. He's just, he's just getting, like, a payday candy bar at the uh, at the, at the local... Uh, at Orlando's. Yeah, at Orlando's. Or the uh, the local BP oil. I mean, who knows? I don't know what's out there. Come for the gas. You stay for the sandwiches. <laughs> Breakfast burritos, by the way. Hey, only $6. Listen, if we go out there and we find gas for less than 5 bucks a gallon, I'm not coming back. Seriously. How about that? How about that? Linden's number one right. sports talk show. <laughs> uh, that's right. Right. Ratings are huge. I got all 12 people on every day. So listen. We're finding Aaron Judge tomorrow. We're getting him on. We're getting him home. We're getting him in orange and black. That's it, Mark. He's coming home. Coming home. Uh, nice. Tell the world he's, he's coming, coming home. home. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, Ozzy. Mama, he's coming, coming home. home. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> Everything turns into Eddie Vedder it's at some it. point. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> totally. That's if Bruce Bochy sung a Pearl Jam song. I think we rah, need to do rah, that. Rah, 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 Okay, that's I think we that. need you doing Bochy Sings Pearl Jam Sings Jeremy's Spoken Class today. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, live in Linden. Make sure you join us because it's going to be special. We're going to have a unique sound, and we're coming home with Aaron Judge. The problem for the Giants is this. Alex spoke to it. There, there's no way around this. Expectations are out of control. They're, 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 they're well, now, they had better be coming off of that year, Mark. Right, but attendance I, at an all-time low okay. for that park. I, eighty-one and eighty-one. You were boring. Okay, that's correct. However, what I'm saying is, look at this off-season and tell me what a par is. Not a birdie or a bogey. What's par? I think you nailed it yesterday. Either two big name free agents or three medium to big free agents or four good, solid, sizable, I've heard of them, free agents. Are there four free agents that you've heard of? Well, yeah. Like, Carlos Rodon's a great example last year. He was not a household name, but if you follow baseball, you know that he had a Cy Young. He is a good, elite pitcher. And, okay, that's a great big-time signing. Jock Peterson, that was not... That was like a medium to medium small. <laughs> One year, six free. million. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know who else they signed last year that you could really oh. sink your teeth into and say. Well, I mean, there was like, I mean, there were signings like Matthew Boyd. Doesn't count. Who was supposed he, to. Did he even pitch? No, uh, he was hurt. And no, then they traded, they him. traded him. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but even signed him and traded him. You Matthew boyed me to death, as I recall. Oh, was, wait till Matthew. He Boyd was going to be great. He, he was, was going to be great. He was, and then he made the playoffs. He went to the Seattle Mariners and he made the Good playoffs. Point. Yeah, see, see. So that if they have that free agency this year, that's a double bogey. Yeah, that's fine. I understand that. Carlos Rodon would qualify as a big free agent to me. I guess my point is: is if you get Judge, is that only par, or is that a birdie? That's a birdie. Just just judge alone. Correct. Because okay, he so, is... So you, I'm going to contend, you have your head screwed on straight. Mark the tape, because it's the first time and the last time I'm ever going to say that. Damn. You have your head screwed on straight. Um, I want the Giants to go so big this offseason. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of big. So I'm if a, they just got Judge well, and I, a bunch of like players to be realized who they are later... Determined later... <laughs> You don't think that's a birdie? It's funny because part of it goes, I think it's a birdie slash I don't think there's any way in hell that's going to happen because Judge isn't coming if he's the only guy. True. You heard, this is how I think it's going to go other than us coming back with him tomorrow. I do think we're coming back with him tomorrow and then I think he's going to turn around and get a different ride back home um, because I don't think he's signed and like Alex said, anytime soon. Aaron is going to wait this thing out. He's the big fish. Remember when Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, those conversations were ongoing? It went all the way to February. Okay? It's going to take, I don't think it's that going to be that long, but it's going to take a while. And Aaron, I do believe, if he were sitting in a meeting with the Giants tomorrow, he would say, okay, you want me? I get what you're saying. Buster, big fan, thanks for coming. <laughs> Go show me what you're going to do, and then let's meet again in four weeks. And he's going to want 
Now, this is the danger spot for the Giants. This is where you can't, you, you don't want to go sign a bunch of people to try to get Aaron Judge, and then Aaron's like, nah, that's not. I'm staying in New York. I think I'll stay in New York. So, obviously, you have to be committed to whoever you get. Anyway, but, yeah. But they're going to have to do some things to make him feel like they can win right away before he will agree to come. I do think that. What if the Giants unofficially sent out a very popular midday radio program uh-huh. as a sign of good faith to show him just how committed they are in a multitude of different ways? What if? What if? We'll find out. We're live in we're, Linden. We're going to find out in Aaron Judge's front yard. There is a way that this could go too far. We could freak him out. So we, we just could, need to, yeah. right? Like and just, Kyle, we're, we're looking at you right God. now. <laughs> I'm in, uh, I, I'm in Aaron's right. childhood uh, bedroom, and I'm actually in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's nice here. Boy, a lot of foot room. By, by the way, room. I'll throw an extra 20 in for if you get arrested. Like, uh, we should... <laughs> 20? Uh, well, just our starters. In, we're just starting the conversation. <laughs> we just start stealing things from Orlando's. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm taking this bag of Doritos. Wait a minute. Is that... He just went into the bathroom. Hang on. I'm going in to talk to him. Yeah. Just... It could freak him out, but I think it's a good start. I'm in Aaron Judge's childhood shower, and guys, he's not here, but boy, is there a lot of conditioner. I've got his shirt on. Dude, it is. It's really long. He's super tall. The skincare but. routine must be terrific. Hey, what if this backfires? What if it he won't. does not, it and won't. he's in his press conference with the Yankees, and he's like, yeah, I really was leaning Giants until I saw this radio show, yeah. went to my hometown. Super freaked me out. There was yeah. one thing to have booing uh, fans in New York. We're all this fired is, is the answer. It's another thing to have creepy San Francisco radio people in my backyard. So let's not do that. Yeah, let's ride the line. We'll ride the line. We'll ride the line, then. <laughs> Sorry. Are we I'm going to the, the Lions Club? Uh, in, yeah, in, yeah. in Linden, yeah. All right. Uh, it's all sponsored by Outdoor Supply Hardware. Willard and Dibs, thank you for watching on YouTube and Twitch. Let's keep it going. 888-957-9570 is the number. It's also our Xfinity mobile text line. We will take your phone calls next. Anything Aaron Judge related, 49ers too, but also back to the soothing sounds of the great Bob Myers right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 